I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. Have you ever felt like you weren't pretty? Like you just didn't feel attractive or like you didn't fit in? Depending upon what your experience was like growing up or even maybe how you feel right now, your answer to that question may differ. And my guest today on Publishing Secrets, Lowell Hanfield, she understands what it's like to feel like you're not pretty. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, what she saw on television, the books that she read, uh, and the magazines that her mom bought just didn't display people that looked like her. And that became a message that I don't fit in. I'm not pretty. And it had some devastating impacts. So my prayer is as you listen to this episode, that you will examine yourself. How are you defining beauty? But then I want you to take it a step further. I want you to think about a young girl in your life. And I want you to start a conversation. I want you to start a conversation with her to make sure that she knows that she's beautiful. I want you to constantly reinforce that in her life. Because as you will learn in today's episode, the consequences of not doing that are dangerous. Equally dangerous is you not moving forward with the message that God has given you. So Laurel has some advice to help you get started, keep going, and finish. And she's got a special surprise for one fortunate listener. So make sure that you listen to the end and check out the show notes so that you can take advantage. Enjoy. Laurel, welcome to Publishing Secrets. So excited to have you here with us today to talk about the mission that God has you on and the books that you have published. Thank you so much for making the time to be here with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, let's get right into it. You know, I know that our listening audience wants to learn more about you. So let's start with the mission that you are on and how you came to realize this was something that was really important that needed to be addressed. Well, my mission is to raise the self-esteem in young girls. Now, I came to this because when I was a young girl in the 70s and in the 80s, I'm kind of dating myself now, but when I was a young girl in the 70s and the 80s, you know, I didn't have those um, role models to look up to. And for that, my self-esteem kind of suffered. Now, I came from um, the Philadelphia suburbs. So I went to an all-white high school. I went to an all-white middle school, primary school. And it was kind of like comparing apples to oranges. You know, I just, I, I didn't feel pretty enough. I was always comparing myself to like, you know, the, the white girls and 
I, I just didn't feel good enough. I just didn't feel confident. And it, it was just a difficult childhood for me. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm on a mission to instill high self-esteem and confidence in young girls as early as possible. So they do not have to go through what, what I went through. Hmm. You know, I want to make sure that our listening audience really understands why this is important. So talk to us a little bit about how it personally impacted you as a result of, you know, as you said, comparing apples to oranges. What types of impacts did it have on you personally? Well, for me, um, like I said, it was just, I just didn't feel confident because At that time in the 70s and in the 80s, the world didn't see what I looked like as attractive. They didn't see it as pretty, you know, and it was just kind of like, as a young girl, what are you to do about that? You know, it's just, I know what people would look at and I know what they deem attractive, especially in the Western world. I just, I did not know what I was supposed to do with that, you know? So I think that's why I was dealing with this. And it was so difficult for me And I don't want that to happen to anyone else, to any other young girl. I don't want them to have to deal with that. Mm. How serious did it get for you? I I would imagine that someone is probably listening to us right now that that has young girls and they're they're hearing you. You know, I I need to make sure that they have good self-esteem and that they see themselves as valuable. But what are some of the possible risks when young girls don't have that self-esteem? Well, Coach Tan, let me tell you. Personally, for me, having low self-esteem and lack of confidence, by the time I was 13 years old and barely a teenager, 13 years old, I developed an eating disorder. I developed an eating disorder from ages 13 to 19, trying to um, fit into this standard. And it was just, it was so difficult for me personally. That's what manifested for me. But it could be anything. It could be um, young girls turning to drugs, young girls turning to alcohol, promiscuity. Why? Because they don't feel um, confident in themselves. The self-esteem is low. Therefore, they're more susceptible to things like this. Mm -hmm. That's really important. Thank you for being willing to share that. I I want those that are listening to us to realize this is important stuff. This is not something that we can afford to be passive with. We have to be proactive. I think that's what you activate is. We need to be advocates. We need to be proactive with this to make sure that it doesn't, as you shared, manifest itself in ways that harm these young girls and jeopardize their future. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, you uh, recognizing that this was really important out of your own personal experience decided to to start a a company, Happy Island Press. Tell us a little bit about Happy Island and uh, what you're hoping to accomplish through it. Okay, so it started out, again, um, I started writing when I was in the States. You don't know, I currently live in Freeport, Bahamas, which is a beautiful sunny island. And oh, it's just beautiful over here. But I lived in the States for about 30 years before I got married. And it was just kind of like what I ended up doing was go. Well, okay. When I went through the whole situation, you know, with my low self-esteem and dealing with what I had to deal with, I kind of worked my way through it 
on my own, you know, it's just, and even now at the age of 51 years old, even now there's still some, you know, that little girl in me Mm. and the low self-esteem that I had to deal with. But now that I'm older, I know how to work my way through it. So I'm over there and in the States dealing with it. I move over here to the Bahamas where there's so much beauty over here. I mean, the young girls are so beautiful, the young black girls. And I'm thinking, you know, they, they really shouldn't have to deal with this, right? Because you're not really comparing yourself to anyone. The, the nation is mostly black, but that's not the case. And why is that not the case? Because of social media. What I realized was that all the young girls, nine and above, probably younger, they all know who Kim Kardashian is. They all know that standard of beauty. And this is why I wanted to start Happy Island Press because it started here um, on the island. I, you know, my, my, I have a young daughter and my daughter, well, she's 19 now, but she grew up here. And I did not think she would have the same issues as I did when I was a child. Because you, why? It's a different age. It's a different time. But then I come to realize she's dealing with the same things I was dealing with in the States because of social media. A lot of the young girls were, they were dealing with, you know, they didn't think their you know, color was pretty enough. They didn't think they were thin enough. They thought their lips were too big or the nose was too wide. So I come to find out that what I was dealing with in the States in the 70s and in the 80s is the same thing that girls over here are dealing with in the 2000s. So that's why I started Happy Island Press is because I wanted to get to the young girls early. And the best way to do that was with uh, through coloring books and through picture books. And then they can kind of affirm their inner and outer beauty young. Mm-hmm. I love that. It, it's funny how, you know, you, you thought, hey, I dealt with that, but my daughter isn't going to have to deal with that. And even though there's a space of time uh, between you, she dealt right. with the exact same issues. And I think that's important for our listening audience to really grasp is having those conversations. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about this as we go through is really, really important because they could, that your young daughter could be dealing with these things and maybe it just hasn't been expressed to you as a mom, but it doesn't mean that it's not there, right? Right, right, absolutely. It's, it, like you said, because they're not discussing it with me does not mean that it's not happening. You know, it might just be something that she doesn't want to talk about because honestly, when I dealt with it in the 70s and in the 80s, you know, I kind of moved on from it thinking, okay, it's, it's a done deal. You know, I moved on with life, you know, I'm doing things. I got married. I had children. I'm feeling confident, but then it's like history repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't discuss this with my daughter at the time, you know, since we've had discussions, but at the time, you know, I had no idea that she was going through the same things. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's really, really powerful. So that even you know, underscores the importance of having those open and honest conversations. And the books that Happy Island Press puts out can actually help to facilitate some of those conversations. So let, let's talk about this. That you, you shared with me that you have been writing for years 
Uh, but yes. there, there is a distinction, right? There's a distinction between writing and choosing to take that big step, <laughs> at least for some people, it's perceived to be a big step of becoming an author. So I'm curious, yeah. did you ever did you ever see yourself kind of graduating to this author level? And uh, why or why not? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. See, you know, I began writing. I always loved to write. Like, I don't know. And once again, I'm going to date myself here. I used to um, read the Archie comics with, you know, Betty and Veronica. Oh, I remember that. I love that too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I used to read those. My sister and I, we used to create like little plays with our dolls with the Archie comics. We used to write, write out plays, come up with the story and everything. So early on, probably about nine or 10, I kind of realized I love to write. But then as you get older, it's kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to do with your life? You can't write Archie comic plays for the rest of your life. So then it's just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll go to college and major in marketing. And that's what I did. I graduated and then kind of, it, it, it was a succession of events that happened because then I worked in corporate for about 10 years and I was miserable, you know, to say the least. You know, I think within the span of 10 years, I had about 11 jobs. Some jobs lasted, you know, two years. Some jobs lasted six months. I just wasn't interested. I just kept moving, trying to find that thing I wanted to do, not realizing that it was still writing. Writing was still my passion. And I just didn't think you could do anything with it. So fast forward, I uh, came here to the Bahamas um, for vacation and met my now husband. And we ended up moving here. So my objective was to get a job in marketing here in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was, um, you know, between a recession and, you know, it was just kind of hard to find a job doing uh, what I was doing in the States here in the Bahamas. So I started writing again. And one thing turned into another. And then I just started, you know, picking it up more and just, with social media, I was able to get it out. My writing is more. It got a lot of uh, positive feedback. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to do this right now. But the objective was to do this until I found a job in marketing here. Mm. So needless to say, I never found a job in marketing here in the Bahamas. <laughs> so I am still writing and loving every minute of it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you took the leap. Uh, I, I think that there are going to be many that are listening that can identify with you just never really saw them taking that themselves taking that step but right. i'm sure that now that you've done that um it has it has opened some doors for you so you know looking back how did saying yes to becoming an author really help you with this this mission that you're on to help young girls well finally saying yes and doing this full time has helped me in my mission because now I can get the word out the way I want to. Now, to be honest, you know, when I started writing, I wasn't sure what my mission was. I just liked to write. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then um, as time went on and as I saw like young girls kind of, you know, having the low self-esteem and it, ju it just broke my heart. You know, I don't know if you remember this coach, Dan, but maybe about two years ago, there was a video that went viral. And it was a, a beautiful young black girl, about three years old. Her mom was combing her hair 
And out of the blue, she turns around to her mom and says, I'm ugly. Mm. And I, I'm like, I think me and the rest of the world just kind of like, what, what happened? I mean, she said it so nonchalantly, you know, the mom asked, well, wait, what did you say? And she said it again, just so nonchalantly, like I'm ugly. And it just broke my heart. I'm like, you don't learn you're ugly at three. Someone has to tell you that at three. And, you know, this is why I think it became my mission to kind of reach girls young. Because if at three, you're walking around nonchalantly saying you're ugly, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I wanted to kind of reach girls as young as possible. And that's with the coloring books and the picture books to affirm that, no, they are not ugly. And that, yes, they are beautiful, strong, and confident. That is amazing how uh, at an age that we wouldn't think that those types of thoughts would exist, they're absolutely there. And, you know, even as you shared that, I thought to myself, well, that's when she said it, but is that the first time that she thought that? Maybe not, right? Right. Because chances are, if, if, if when you finally say something, when something finally escapes your mouth, it has been embedded in your psyche for a while. Mm-hmm. It has been embedded in your mind for a while. It, like you said, it was just the first time that we heard her say it. But trust me, she's felt that for a while. That's really important for our listening audience. I, I want, you know, for you to really think about um, what could be going on in the minds of your young daughter or granddaughter or right. niece, right? Because even at the age of two or three, this type of thing can happen. And, and imagine to your point, Laurel, as they get a little bit old, still relatively young, but as they get a little bit older, I mean, if that type of thought could exist in the mind of a child, maybe starting at just say hypothetically two, and that right. thought can, continues to be reinforced, can you imagine what type of impact that has on them mentally and emotionally by the time they get to seven, eight, or nine, right? It just right. Adds up. right. And you might not even realize that that is the thought. Well, of course, you know, at, at two and three, you don't really even realize that that's the thought that you have. And, you know, mom, that's a thought that you could have as a child. And your mom doesn't even know that. So like you said, when you get to like seven, eight, nine, and you've been thinking this about yourself for all those years, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing that you have said yes to the call and you're working to help to change that through the coloring books, through the picture books, through opportunities to speak like this, we're going to be praying that more doors are open for you uh, to share this message. And that's the great thing about books, right? Is it, it, it really can be used, whether they're coloring books or, or picture books, they can really be used to spark um, interaction and conversation. Now, that's the thing I've been thinking about today is, you know, so many of these things are happening and they're just under the radar because they're not being discussed. But when someone has a tool, that's that's really how I think about uh, what you've put together and what other authors put, have put together. What you offer is a tool to start conversations and to bring about transformation. And that's that's really, really important work. Now, for some people, Laurel, you know, they get excited about what they want to do. Uh, once they, to your point, once they figure it out, sometimes it takes a while to figure it out, but once they figure it out, they get excited about what they do, but then 
sometimes along the way, there are, you know, obstacles that come up. Uh, there's difficulties kind of navigating through the process. So what was that like for you getting published? That was a long and arduous journey. Coach Cam, I'm not going to lie. It was difficult (laughs) because, and for me, and I'll tell you why it was difficult for me, because, um, you know, this isn't my first rodeo here. I have published books uh, about 10 or so years ago. There's some fiction books. There's other books I've published um, previously. And aside from just, I can name specifically like, oh, the marketing, oh, the cost, you know, but broad on a broad scope, I would say I had lack of faith. So I'm going to say that you need to have faith when you publish your books, because it's just, you have to, um, know that it's going to work out. See, for me, I tried to effort. I tried to effort in everything that I did and it just didn't work out. I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You know, I was banging it in there and nothing was working. Hmm. So when I finally stepped back and had faith and just was guided on where I need to go instead of trying to effort as to where I wanted to go, everything fell into place. Everything fell into place. And right now, even these um, books I'm doing right now, that's like a whole journey right here that this time that I'm enjoying. Previously, I did not enjoy doing that. And it showed, it showed my work, it showed my sales. It was just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll do this. And I, you know, but this time I'm actually enjoying this journey. And I think that is key. I think that's important. You have to sit back and have faith and you have to enjoy the journey. Hmm. That's really profound as I think about what you share. You know, there's a, there could be somebody that's listening to us right now that's had a similar experience. Maybe you dipped your, your toe into the water and you published something and it didn't turn out the way that you anticipated. Um, and maybe that's that's just it. You know, I want you to consider those of you that are listening to, to my voice right now, you've heard Laurel just, just share is, Maybe you need to just take a step back, um, just to stop trying to force things and uh, allow yourself to be guided to the best next step and allow things to fall into place so that it can be something that you enjoy, not something that you feel that you have to do, or there's dread associated with what you're doing. You know, even as you're, as you were talking, I could hear the happiness and the joy in your voice. And I know that's not always the case. So that's really something for every aspiring author, every published author to really reflect on is, are you enjoying the journey? Right. If not, maybe it's, maybe it's time to take a, a step back. Yeah. Can, can I give you an example? Sure. Well, one time um, I had this uh, book series that I was trying to get out. I was so proud of it. You know, I wrote it. I loved it, you know, illustrated it. I spent all this money on it and this and that. But I was trying so hard. I mean, I was contacting, you know, agents, contacting publishers, contacting everyone I could think of. And it just wasn't going anywhere. You know, and at that point, you know, I was ready to give up writing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, forget it. Forget it. But what I ended up doing was I said, you know what? I'm going to put this down. I'm going to work on something else because maybe it's just not this book's time. So that's fine. I'm going to put this down. And that's what I did. 
And do you know, Coach Tam, I'd say within three, about three or four weeks after I stopped trying to effort and trying to force it in the hands of like publishers and agents, mm -hmm. someone called me about that book and wanted to publish it. <laughs> out of the blue. I mean, I was so excited, but it was just because I finally relaxed mm -hmm. and just said, you know what, I, I, I got to I gotta put this away. And it worked. It actually worked. So now I kind of carry that one with me um, for any other book. Any other book that I do, if it's not quite working, then that's okay. That's okay. Then just put it aside and come back to it later. In that case, I didn't have to come back to it because someone came to me. But I mean, either way, it worked out beautifully. That's good. That's, that's, that's really good advice. Uh, sometimes you just have to let go in order yes. to receive. Mm. Yes. So powerful. So now, you know, Laurel, you have had experiences, you know, writing all along, you had some earlier books that were out there. And now you have Happy Island Press, where you're really working to make a difference uh, in the lives of young girls. And, and, and as I think about that, it's, it's even making a difference for moms, right? Because um, some moms may uh, be aware that this is uh, something that their children are battling, but they're not sure how to help them. And your books yeah. can be a resource for them. And then for moms that are not aware, this can be just listening to us today can be an opportunity for them to, to start some conversations um, and to find out what is going on in the lives of their young girls so that they can encourage and support them. So as you shared, they don't have to experience what you went through. So uh, it's been a journey, but you know, from my from my uh, seat, uh, you've definitely had some great successes, and there's a lot to be proud of. I, I wonder what you would say before you you kind of joining us in this process of uh, working on your messaging and uh, looking to get more and more podcasts and, and getting your message out there. What was the biggest challenge that you were running into? The biggest challenge for me, and um, back then, and it still is, but I'm working on it, but is the marketing aspect of it. And I know you've heard that before, but oh my gosh, it's, it's you know, kind of, you know, the podcast, the the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all of that, that was a challenge for me. Now you notice I said was, mm -hmm. because I'm starting to enjoy it now. Now it took me a while, but you know, once you finally relax into it, and that's part of having the confidence, that's part of having confidence, by the way, is that, you know, you go out and do it and you have a good time. So the, the biggest aspect or the, the hardest aspect was the marketing. It still is, but I'm working on it. You're working on it. Yeah. So, so would you say, you know, that as you've been going through this, this process and working on your social media and getting prepared uh, to come on shows like ours and others. So congratulations on uh, the other shows that are, that are lined up for you to be on. Yes. Thank would you, you. Yeah. Would you say that just relaxing is, is the biggest thing that you had to real, realize about this in, in order to really set yourself up for success? Absolutely. Because, um, the way I am, the way I was back then, is that I, ca I, I like to calculate everything. 
And I'm like, here's how I want it to go. Here's how I want it to work out. Here's how I want blah, blah, blah. And if it doesn't fit in that box, I get flustered. That's me personally. But now I'm learning to just kind of live in the moment and enjoy the moment, live in the present and just have a good time with it. And it makes the experience much, much more enjoyable. Hmm. That, that may be a, a message for somebody out there, you know, maybe just relaxing, yes. um, enjoying the process, whether it is jumping on TikTok or, or getting, getting on Facebook or adding a blog to your website. Um, if you could just come at it from a place of, of joy uh, and, and not look at it as such a, you know, such a hard task, uh, as you shared, it's still something that you're working towards, but the mindset in which you do things, the attitude yes. that you have truly, truly makes a difference is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Basically, um, to sum it up, just be in the moment. Stop worrying about what has happened in the past and how that didn't work. So I'm not going to do it again. The past is the past. The future, you can't predict. So stop worrying about things that probably are not going to happen. All you have is the present and enjoy that present. And once I realize that, I'm having a good time now. It just it takes me a while sometimes to warm up. But you know what I do? I have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know, this has really been uh, great talking to you about uh, everything that you're doing. And I'm really just excited to see what is going to happen next as you're getting into your flow uh, and getting more comfortable, more confident and more doors are opening. Um, I'm just believing that it's only going to get better and better as you go along. So, so, so proud of all that you've been able to accomplish. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. And thank you for your help. Absolutely. It's, it's been my pleasure. It's been a joy to, to take the journey, to take the journey with you. Um, let's do this. Let's make sure that our listening audience is um, able to take what they have heard today and actually take action. So it's one thing, uh, listening audience, to listen to what Laurel has shared today. It's another thing to say, I'm going to take that step and I'm going to have the conversation. I am going to look for the signs. I'm going to take a proactive stance rather than a reactive or passive stance. And Laurel, you've got something uh, that you put together that can help uh, that can help parents. That can help moms get started. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what you've put together for our audience. Yes, thank you. Um, it's just basically a free girls' guide for self empowerment. It's just to get you started on how to have that conversation with your daughter or your niece or any young girl that you may know. And I offer it free to you. All you need to do is go to my website, and that's www.happyislandpress.com. Sign up for this free girl's guide. It has tips, it has strategies, it has uh, even calling pages. And just sign up for that. And then what I will do is, from those um, people that signed up, I have just released a brand new picture book within the last two days even. So it's brand, brand, brand spanking new. And it's called President for a Day. And it just allows um, young girls of color to dream the biggest dream. 
It's available on Amazon. But what I would like to do is I would like to give away a free copy. So all you need to do is go on to www.happyhourandpress.com and sign up for the free newsletter for your chance to win President for a Day, which is my new feature picture book. Ooh, that's exciting. So let's sing all these. I know, you know what? I'm going to tell you what, my ears always perk up when I hear free. So you have an opportunity to get two free things. You're going to be able to get started. Uh, with the guy that Laurel has put together. Everyone's going to have an opportunity to get that. So head on over to happyislandpress.com. And then one lucky winner, because you have tuned in, you've heard this episode and you've taken action. One of you is going to win a copy of Laurel's brand new book. So go on over, head on over to happyislandpress.com, sign up so that you can get, get started and take action. Laura, before you go, you know, there are some people that are listening to us that are struggling with confidence in a different area. Uh, They have a mission that God has given them uh, for their business or their ministry. They want to make a difference and they want to get their message out there. But the problem is they're questioning whether or not they have what it takes to become an author. What is your number one piece of advice for that person that's listening to us right now? How do you want to encourage them to move forward? Okay. Well, the first thing you have to do is just make that first step. That's all you have to do. And that first step could just be having an idea and writing down like the, the first chapter Or it could just be even less than that. It could be brainstorming. It's having an idea and having a vision. So what I would say is to just take that first step. You don't have to see the complete picture. That's not necessary. Just take the first step, be in that moment, and then watch how the steps. Now, you have to have faith. Now, watch how the steps come to you. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.